you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant. Still vaccinated, still dodging variants like Neo in the Matrix. As always, we got producer Justin, producer Hytham, and a cast of dozens. The specialists are on the other side of the glass as we go for show two here in our brand new home of the Chris Wessling podcast studio here at NFL LA. And of course, always joined to my left here by Michael F. Florio. And um, it's week four, which seems kind of fast. It's kind of, we've gone through this pretty quick so far. Yeah. I, I mean, longest season ever. So we, we have an <laughs> extra week in there, but yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, like it felt like we blinked and the first three weeks are, are behind us. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're pretty much through the first month of the season. I guess this is the, uh, kind of the quarter pole, and I know don't. I'm going to get some horse racing fan that's going to tell me that the quarter pole means there's only a quarter of the season left. 
I don't care. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So the quarter poll is actually when you have a quarter of the race left. So this would technically be the three quarters poll or something. That is confusing. Yes, right. And uh, <laughs> no one says it like that. So we're going to go with the way we do it. Um, got plenty to talk about. We'll have our big questions for week four. We will give you some sleeper picks. And of course, we're going to preview every game on the slate, except for the Monday night game. We'll do that uh, on the Monday show, as we always do. But uh, let's start with some fantasy headlines, because there's quite a bit of news floating around here on this Wednesday. We will start in Tennessee, where the Titans went from having two really great wide receivers to really having no wide receivers. Uh, A.J. Brown could miss a week or two because of the hamstring injury he suffered on Sunday. That is per Ian Rappaport. Julio Jones's status is uncertain for this Sunday as the Titans get ready to take on the New York football Jets. Uh, last week, we saw Chester Rogers catch a touchdown. We saw Nick Westbrook Akine catch a touchdown. Uh, for many people, that was the first time they'd ever heard heard of Nick Westbrook Akine but myself being one of them right exactly I learned <laughs> that he went to the university or he went to Indiana University uh, because our own friend and colleague Rhett Lewis also played football at IU and uh, he was shouting him out on Sunday but uh, the bigger question is with no AJ Brown potentially no Julio Jones uh, is there anybody else on that Titans roster you have any interest in this week not really. I, I think Nick Westbrook Aquino, like you said, is, is he's a deeper league option, I would say. Like maybe if you're in like a, a 14 team league or anything deeper than that. But in a 12 team league, I'm not looking to pick that guy up and let alone start him. Uh, and I think the biggest uh, impact this has is on Ryan Tannehill. Like Tannehill was someone that I was excited coming into the year. I was excited coming into week four. I was like, all right, finally a get right game against the Jets. I expect better results out of him. But now if there's no Julio, there's no AJ Brown. Julio I know is up in the air a little bit, but if those guys sit, it's just going to be the Derrick Henry show and he's going to run for 200 <laughs> something yards and, and however many touchdowns he feels like running for. And I think besides Henry, you could kind of get away from all your Titans this week. Pretty much, yeah. In the next couple of weeks for the Titans, uh, they got the Jets, they got the Jaguars, so there are some soft spots in the schedule. So if they're going to be missing wide receivers, this is probably the time to do it. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more Ryan Tannehill, too, a little bit later on in the show. Uh, other wide receiver news. The Ravens are activating Rashad Bateman from injured reserve. Meanwhile, the... Washington football team is expected to bring back Curtis Samuel, who missed the start of the year with a groin injury. Uh, between the two of them, which one would you much rather have on your fantasy roster? I'm going to go with Curtis Samuel. He is the one that I was uh, more excited about coming into the season. He was a top 30 fantasy wide receiver last year. I thought um, he would have a large target share, too, uh, as the second target behind Terry McLaurin. But Bateman is someone that I am also somewhat interested in as well. I think you should check your waiver wire right now to see if either of those guys are out there because the chances are at least one of them is probably out there in a lot of leagues. I would think so. I think you, you may be able to find both of them in a lot of your leagues. I like Samuel more just because Washington is going to throw the football a little bit more yeah. than Baltimore is going to. Uh, and the other thing, I, I went back and watched that that Washington game against the Bills uh, on Sunday. And the one thing I took away was that they, they don't have a second wide receiver. It's Terry McLaurin. I mean, they do get Logan Thomas involved, but they need another wide receiver. Curtis Samuel is expected to be that. We know that he can you know, not only catch the football, he can run the football effectively, too. Um, although I don't, you know. Between between Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick, they don't need anybody else taking those backfield no. touches. I, I think that is a is where um because I know Terry McLaurin is Terry McLaurin. He is right. going to be the unquestioned number one in my opinion. But now, how do the targets shape up between those two running backs and Logan Thomas with Curtis Samuel now in the mix? That's something that I will monitor. Um, and then in Baltimore, like 
This is a bad time for Marquise Brown <laughs> to see that Bateman's coming back after he had maybe his worst game oh, of his career last week. He had some awful drops, just horrific drops uh, in that game against the Lions. And somehow they still pulled it out. Uh, thank you, Justin. Just the longest field goal ever that's, that's to save them. <laughs> An NFL record field goal uh, at the buzzer to win it. All right. Let's, let's get to this. So the news <laughs> popped. Uh, this actually came out on Monday afternoon that Josh Gordon was uh, – well, we already knew he was going to be reinstated by the league. That had already happened. Then the news came out that he was signing with the Kansas City Chiefs. And immediately, my Twitter timeline started slot machining. Just <laughs> everyone on fantasy Twitter just firing up about Josh Gordon. <sighs> Are we really doing this again? Man, if he had signed with any of the other 31 teams, I'd be saying no. But the Chiefs have been searching for a wide receiver, two behind Tyreek Hill for a while now. Like, we know Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are the unquestioned top two targets there. But we've seen Miko Hardman get involved, Brian Pringle a little bit, Demarcus Robinson. It's just been like a rotation there. I mean, I'm not saying Josh Gordon is going to be the Josh Gordon of old, but could he come in and surplant those other guys and be the number two wide receiver now in Kansas City? I think that's possible, and that is a fantasy-relevant spot. So, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not spending you know a high priority in the waiver wire or a lot of fab or anything like that to get him, but if he's out there and I could just throw, uh, you know, take a little bench flyer on him, I think that's uh, something I'm okay doing. Uh, I just, you know... 2013 was a long time ago. Long, long time ago. <laughs> you know, and like, we have been chasing that dragon ever since then. I, I tweeted that the last time Josh Gordon was a thing, Idris Elba was fighting kaiju in the Pacific Ocean, like in giant robots. Like, it's been a while. By the way, uh, Pacific Rim is a documentary on our future, and our global production of Jaegers is scarily behind schedule. Um, <laughs> look, it, it just... <sighs> I understand. Everybody sees the talent and they see what happened and they really want that to happen again. Uh, I guess if you were in a deep league or you're just really trying to buy a lottery ticket, then I guess Josh. Yeah, Gordon that's all he is, is, is the, the, the pick for you. But I think for most of us, like I, w I really do wish him well. I hope that as a person, as an NFL player, that everything works out for him. I just don't want him on my face. You're not on him for a ninth straight year. I just I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Um. Last bit of news, James White suffered a hip injury last week. He is out indefinitely. Um, I mean, obviously, Damian Harris is a guy that we all like. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, who else is up in this New England backfield? I think it could be either Brandon Bolden or J.J. Taylor. Um, I think White had a very specialist role. Like, he was the pass catcher there. Does that mean now they're going to throw more passes to Damian Harris? That would be huge for his fantasy value. But I'm my inclination is that one of those other two running backs will now play the James Wright role as the pass blocker and pass catcher in that backfield. I know Adam Rank has been big on J.J. Taylor, sort of saying he could be kind of a Rex Burkhead type. I, I just am going by what we saw last week, and that was Brandon Bolden came in, and he got a lot of those snaps um look it's bill belichick I, I think you know we're taking a wait and see attitude i think the other part of it that makes it easy to be hands off this week is i think got the bucks and yeah. and i don't care who i don't want damian harris i don't want anybody against this bucks defense so i think this gives us a chance to sort of look and see what they're going to do and try to make a decision from there uh i mean i guess if you're forced if your hand is forced um i don't know this is a week where I would play zero Patriots if I could. Yeah, like, pretty much. All of them would be on my bench. Pretty much. I would I would stay away. Uh, and now the Bucs uh, have signed uh, Richard Sherman, too. So they, they 
trying to get some help. Tom Brady is the best recruiter <laughs> he really in the is. NFL. I mean, he really is. Tom, do you mind recruiting for USC? Because we can use talent <laughs> uh, over at the Coliseum. All right. Time to look at three big questions for week four. And maybe the biggest is in Chicago, where it was not a good day for Justin Fields, for the Bears offense in general. Um, but we talked about Justin Tucker in his record 66-yard field goal. That was, uh, I believe, 19 more yards than the Bears offense generated on, <laughs> on Sunday. So bad. Um, all this time, we had said that Allen Robinson seemed pretty much quarterback-proof, right? He had been a master at making chicken salad out of you-know-what when it came <laughs> to his quarterback situation. Uh, so far this year, though, it's not really working out. When do we start worrying about A-Rob? Now, like I, I am very scared about Allen Robinson. I have him ranked as my wide receiver 30 this week behind guys like Pittman, Cortland Sutton, Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk. I mean, we were drafting Allen Robinson 10 rounds ahead of some of these receivers, and I have him 30th against the Lions in a great matchup, too. I mean, you just pick a stat like his targets are way down. His air yards are down dramatically. Uh, his red zone targets are down like everything that we were drafting this guy expecting safe, consistent volume. And then I was drafting him, especially saying, all right, once Justin Fields takes over and they unlock the deep ball with Allen Robinson, it's a new level of like upside that we haven't got ever out of Allen Robinson. And that just hasn't been the case. I don't like the way they're using him. I don't like the way the play calls have been called. I don't like the way the quarterbacks are playing. Like right now, I'm very worried about Robinson and the entire Bears offense. Yeah, that is it is definitely disconcerting. I mean, look, we, we had Robinson as a guy that, you know, you just felt OK about regardless of the situation. We had Darnell Mooney as kind of a sleeper that everybody loved. Uh, I mean, so far, Mooney, what he, he's he had his best game has been 66 yards. That was uh, against the Bengals in week two. This offense is going nowhere right now, um, and I think yeah, the blame can sort of be laid in a lot of places. The offensive line is not very good. Justin Fields didn't look very good. Matt Nagy's play calling has not been very good. Everything about this is worrisome, and and I think it's very telling that you talk about how far down you have him ranked in what seems like is going to be a smash matchup against the Detroit yeah. Lions. We are we're very concerned. Um, if you've got him, obviously you're not dropping him, and the hard part is you can't really trade him because. Who wants him right now? Yeah. So. And if you are trading him, I mean, you're going to be getting like 20 cents on the dollar or yeah. something like that. Like, I, I think you're just handcuffed with him. He's sort of an anchor on your fantasy <laughs> roster right now. Uh, that could be a whole segment. Fantasy anchors, guys. <laughs> you just have to hold on to and you don't know what you could do with them. Um, all right. Slightly better at the wide receiver spot. Uh, who would you rather? Stefan Diggs or Calvin Ridley? Two guys who we had high hopes for who have been... Okay, not great so far this season. For me, I, I might sound like a homer here, but I'm going with Stefan Diggs here. <laughs> Diggs is still averaging over 10 targets per game. He's averaging the fourth most air yards per game amongst all wide receivers. He's already been targeted four times in the red zone. The, the volume is going there for Diggs. It's just the production hasn't been there yet. When it comes to Calvin Ridley, it's nothing against Calvin Ridley himself because I think Calvin Ridley is one of the best wide receiver talents in football, but... His targets are still around what they were last year. It's just the type of the quality of targets are taking a hit. Like his air yards per game is down dramatically per target down dramatically. He's not getting those deep shots anymore down the field like we were expecting. So 
it's just really it's a Matt Ryan thing, I think. Like I trust Josh Allen getting digs the ball a lot more than I do Matt Ryan getting Ridley. One thing about this Falcons offense, I really thought Arthur Smith was going to sort of change it and tailor it to his personnel, understanding that like Mike Davis is not Derrick Henry. Newsflash, everybody. They're not the same player. Um, you know, and just really kind of taking advantage of guys like Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. And I don't feel like that's happened yet. Um, that being said, I think I'm still slightly siding toward Ridley only because as I watched the Bills, the one thing I noticed on Sunday was Josh Allen spreading the ball around a lot more. Uh, yeah. You know, we know Cole Beasley's going to get his targets, but Emmanuel Sanders uh, makes plays. We know they can go to Gabe Davis. Dawson Knox got into the act. Coming even. out of nowhere. I mean, just that ridiculous <laughs> touchdown catch that he had on Sunday. Um I guess the point being is that they don't necessarily need to load up Stefan Diggs with targets to be uh, successful offensively. I think for the Falcons, they do have to lean on Ridley yeah. in that passing game. So while the air yards aren't what we'd like them to be, I think over the, the long haul, maybe the targets are going to be a little bit more just because the Falcons don't really have anywhere else to go with the no, football. Uh, right especially now. with Kyle Pitts not stepping up like they need. Calvin Ridley to the only thing I have is like, is Matty Ice like, is, is he thong out? Like, is, is this, is this it for him? Uh, he's back to being meh Ryan. Right now. Uh, by the way, through like three quarters, you and I had the same number of targets as Kyle Pitts. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's rough. That's not good at all. Uh, all right, so it is Wednesday, which means hopefully you have all made your waiver claims and hopefully you got some goodies under your fantasy Christmas tree this Wednesday morning. Uh, of the guys, and by the way, if you haven't already, you should check out Mike Florio's uh, waiver wire column, NFL.com slash waiver wire. So of those guys that are you know, consensus waiver wire ads this week, uh, how many of them would you think about starting? There's a good amount because I use the NFL.com percentages. So anyone that's rostered in less than half of leagues, I know I get tweets all the time like this guy's added in my league. already. <laughs> Sorry, I would start Chuba Hubbard for sure. Uh, just I love what he could do in this offense. We saw Mike Davis last year finish as an RB1 because they throw they have so many designed pass plays for the running backs that they're not going to change that. Madison, if Cook is out, we saw what he did last week. Naheem Hines. I mean, please pick this guy up so I could stop putting him in the waiver wire <laughs> article. I know you love Cordell. Daryl Patterson, I think he is someone you could trust. Uh, Cole Beasley has 13 targets in two games already this year. And then Henry Ruggs is someone I'm excited about getting more and more opportunity, a lot of deep shots there. So all of those are options I think you could pick up and start this week. Yeah, I think uh, I, I like all those names. Um, I would I would add Peyton Barber. That is if if Josh Jacobs doesn't yeah. come back this week because the Chargers have given up a lot of yards on the ground. So it could be another good opportunity for Peyton Barber. Uh, another name I would throw in there and maybe kind of a deeper sleeper is uh, Pat Fryermuth, the, uh, the I like that the Steelers tied in because he's getting some looks from Ben Roethlisberger. But there are plenty of guys out there, and here we are. I mean, it's week four, and it's just a reminder of how injuries can impact your fantasy roster. That, that we're already talking about uh, Christian McCaffrey missing time, Dalvin Cook possibly missing time, Josh Jacobs. I mean, these were these were guys that were drafted as top fifteen, even top ten running backs uh, in a lot of cases. It, it took two weeks for us to have Peyton Barber back in our lives, right? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Didn't think that, which by the way, Kenyon Drake, he drop back to the way, drop him. Yeah. Like, I mean, if he's not getting the RB1 numbers when Jacobs is out, when can you ever start? It's never going to happen. Not going to happen. All right. It is time for a break. We'll be right back to continue our game previews here on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days, like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad-spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Uh, All right, let's start looking at the games, though, for week four. We'll start with the Thursday night football game, Jaguars at Bengals. Of course, you can see that on NFL Network. 8.20 p.m. Eastern time kickoff from Cincinnati. And uh, if you're looking at that game, who is on your radar that people need to pay attention to? I think Marvin Jones is the one Jaguar player that you could start each week with confidence. Like, it was great getting James Robinson back in our lives last week, and I think he's in play on Thursday as well. But I'm more confident in Marvin Jones. Like, this guy has seen 9, 11, and 8 targets, so he's consistently getting—he's uh, he, leading them in targets basically each week. 
and he's given you close to 19, close to 18, and then over 12 fantasy points in his three games this year. And in the one where he had 12, he did that without scoring a touchdown too. So I think he is as safe as play as you could get in this offense and in a pretty good matchup against the Bengals. Yeah, he's the one guy that has consistently produced. I mean, DJ Chark has been sort of, you know, in and out. LaVishka Chenault has been pretty much nothing. Worrisome. Like- yeah, I and I was a huge fan and nothing has happened and I'm I'm pretty much ready to move on from LaVishka Chenault. But Marvin Jones has a consistent, and plus they're going to be throwing the ball a lot this year. So, so he's yeah. going to see a lot of targets. <laughs> uh, next game up should be a really good one. The Cardinals and the Rams from uh, SoFi Stadium. And I'm going to say that all right, I'm, I'm starting to come around. A.J. Green is a sleeper now. Uh, I'm not I'm not necessarily locked in on starting him, but he's at least getting consideration. He's had exactly six targets in every single game so far this year. I think the the frustrating part is going to be, I feel like there are going to be games where it's, it's A.J. Green, then there's going to be Rondale Moore games. I think they are the two that are really sort of competing. We know Nuke is the number one target when he's healthy. We know Christian Kirk seems to be locked in as that number two target uh, in this offense. And so the rest of it's going to be a battle between Moore more uh, and green, but if nothing else, AJ green deserves at least consideration in your lineup, maybe a flex option because with this, Cardinal passing game being what it is, the, the opportunities are going to come for him. Yeah, A.J. Green three weeks in a row at six targets, like you said. Also three weeks in a row playing the second most snaps amongst these receivers. So while Christian Kirk does look like the number two option in the passing game, I think Rondell Moore is like that high ceiling play each week, whereas A.J. Green is just like that safe floor. You know you're going to get around like 10 fantasy points and maybe he scores a touchdown like he did last week. A.J. Green sort of uh, taking over for Larry Fitzgerald. Just that steady, <laughs> consistent veteran. It's not going to be spectacular anymore. I think those days are gone, but uh, you'll get some consistent production. Um, Chiefs at the Eagles. Now, don't know if Josh Gordon's going to be on the field, but uh, Devontae Smith is going to be on the field. And how are we feeling about him? I am worried about Devontae Smith. I mean, a big week one, and he is someone that I was drafting a lot in my leagues. I thought he was going to be the best rookie fantasy wide receiver this year. Uh, Jamar Chase is making sure that Devontae Smith is not. (laughs) The volume has been there. Like, Eight targets, seven targets, six targets. Don't love that the targets have gone down each week, but still, he is a consistent part of the offense. But the last two weeks combined, he doesn't even have 10 fantasy points. So to me, that is very concerning. He has less than 30 yards in each of them. I think we're at the point with Devontae Smith where, no, you you don't drop him yet. But yes, you could sit him if you are debating between him and some other options. Like You do not need to start Devonta Smith every week right now. I think a lot of it, too, is that the passing game has been sort of inconsistent. I mean, yeah. Jalen Hurts ends up putting up 320-some-odd yards against the Cowboys, but so many of those came when the game was already decided. It was just out of hand. Their garbage is, time is the one eagle that no matter how the game goes, he's <laughs> going to get you 20 fantasy points. The rest of them, who knows how. <laughs> right. It has been pretty much locked in with Jalen Hurts. Everybody else uh, has been kind of a, a horror show so far. <laughs> um, Panthers at the Cowboys, which is kind of an intriguing game, right? The Cowboys looked really good on Monday night. The Panthers are undefeated so far to start the season. I'm going to tell you, you can start Sam Darnold. And that's what the Cowboys defense actually being better. I, I tweeted on Monday night that maybe we should stop, stop picking on the Cowboys defense because they look pretty good. But I still believe in Sam Darnold. Joe Brady's got him doing some really good things. They've got him getting the ball out quickly. Uh, look, I would like for them to maybe get Robbie Anderson involved more, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> but Sam Darnold's looking really good. Now, I'm not telling you that, you know, you're going to start him over, you know, like a, a Mahomes or a Justin Herbert or even a Dak Prescott. But certainly if you're in a super flex, you're in a two QB league, uh, or if you're just in a deep league and you're streaming quarterback, 
quarterbacks, Sam Darnold's not a bad option right now. Yeah, I agree. Over 300 yards and two straight. And what I really love, Marcus, is he has four carries from six yards or closer this year. Uh, and only Christian McCaffrey had more than him so far on that team. Like, if that is a new part of his game running in the red zone, then that only adds to his fantasy ceiling and floor each week. I know that Jets fans, look, like they've got a, a new era. <laughs> I know they're, you know, they're, they're hoping Zach Wilson can, can improve and get better. But I'm sure part of them is like, we could have done that. <laughs> like that, that could have been us. I mean, you got rid of Adam Gase, and then you got rid of the player that Adam Gase was holding back, and now you got to watch him thrive with someone else. It's it's tough being a Jets fan. Right now, Sam Darnold totally winning the breakup with the Jets. <laughs> Next up on our slate of week four games, we got the Browns at the Vikings in uh, Minnesota with a big win against Seattle last week. The Browns uh, just demolishing the Bears. Um I think this one's going to be interesting. Who's who is on your mind when you think about this game? Odell Beckham Jr. And I know last week uh, I, I was kind of taking a ca- optimistic approach with him, cautious approach with him, where I was saying, like, if I had other options that were ranked closely to him, I would get away from Odell. And in his first game back, he shined. I mean, he had nine targets. That was a team high. Kareem Hunt had seven. No other Browns player had more than three. So clearly the passing game was running through Odell. He caught five of them for 77 yards. And I mean, he couldn't get a better matchup coming back against Minnesota. Teams have been throwing all over them. Minnesota's been competitive in a lot of these games. Like they beat Seattle, like you said, they were very, they came down to the wire against the Cardinals, which means that the Browns are probably going to have to keep throwing in this game if it's close. I I think Odell is just back to being a guy now that you start and you don't really think about it. I think it's interesting because the Browns have a pretty concentrated passing game because I've, in these first few weeks, I have sort of kept an eye on like, you know, an Anthony Schwartz or a Donovan Peoples-Jones and neither of those guys are really consistently getting targets from Baker Mayfield. I mean, it was was Jarvis Landry when he's healthy. Uh, Now it's Odell. It's Kareem Hunt. And that's kind of it for, for the Cleveland passing game, which I guess makes it good for us that we can kind of figure things out. <laughs> uh, next up, Seahawks at the 49ers. And after the first couple of weeks of wondering where the hell is Brandon Ayuk, uh, we got at least a decent look at him last week against the Packers. He didn't do a ton, but he got opportunity. And so I think this week that makes him kind of an interesting flex spot uh, start, I should say, against the Seahawks, whose defense is, to put it kindly, bad uh they they just had guys wide open last week against minnesota uh justin jefferson was giving that secondary fits uh, and i think Ayuk right now he's out of the doghouse and i think he's into your lineup so i i think this is an opportunity for him to start getting more and more work especially with the niners still trying to figure out their running game situation but uh it's just nice to know that the guy that we really were invested in is actually starting to get work again yeah, it was awesome to see him. He scored the touchdown. Uh, the thing I don't get, and I was going to ask you, like, to start the year was, oh, Trent Sherfield, he's earned this playing time. <laughs> he played two snaps the other day, and Mohamed Sanu had six targets. Like, I, I don't get what's going on in San Francisco at all. I, I think what you need to know is that Kyle Shanahan doesn't care about your fantasy team. At all. At all. And uh, <laughs> I think everything he says now you can take with a grain of salt. I mean, this goes back to draft season, right? When he just let us all think he was going to take Mac Jones at three. Uh, and they took Trey Lance instead. Steelers at the Packers. I watched. I watched that Steelers game. Um, I don't do that to your. Eyes? I don't. I don't. I don't want to ever do that again. <laughs> I don't want to do that again. Um, it's 
it's over for Big Ben, right? Like he's 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 officially washed now, right? Yeah, I, I tweeted on Sunday that like Pittsburgh should have moved on after last season, but they decided to go with like the nostalgia route, and they're paying for it now. I mean, Big Ben completed 38 passes, threw 58 times, had 318 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Najee Harris had 19 targets. You spoke about it on Monday, Marcus. There was a fourth and ten play with the game on the line, and Big Ben threw a screen pass behind the line of scrimmage, like. He is just not what he used to be. He is the air yards for everyone is down dramatically. So I'm worried not only about Big Ben, but I'm worried about this passing game because even last year early on, it was like we could start Deontay and Juju and maybe get a good day out of Claypool. Now for me, it feels like we could start Najee and whoever the top wide receiver is. Like if Deontay's back, I think you could start him. If not, I think you could start Claypool. But besides that, like, I, like, I want no part of Juju Smith-Schuster on any of my fantasy rosters right now. No, we talked about how last year it's like they turned Juju into kind of a tight end. They've turned Chase Claypool into a tight end. I mean, Pat Farmouth is actually a tight end. But like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like that's that's all it is right now. Just yeah, short throws it's gross. offense. I feel like Ben has maybe four deep throws in him every game, and maybe one of them is going to be good. I feel bad for Juju because they made him even more of a tight end this year, and he could be playing. He could be the Josh Gordon He in could Kansas be in Kansas City. City. You could be catching Pat Juju. I love you, man, but you could be catching Patrick <laughs> Mahomes right now. That was a mistake. That was a mistake, bro. Uh, you know, if you want more talk about starts and sits, you should check out the Stardom Sit'em show, you know, because it's in the name. Plenty of analysis. Michael F. Florio's there. Kimmy Checks. Adam Rank is there. Uh, it's a pretty good time, huh? Yeah, it's a good time. Rank tells you who he starts and then who he works so hard saying it's a start and a sit. And then I come in and I just kind of poke holes in his <laughs> analysis. And, uh, and that's the show. I'm sure he takes it well, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure it's great. Uh, you can check it out 4 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays in the NFL Fantasy app, NFL app, NFL.com, or on YouTube, YouTube.com slash NFL Fantasy Football. Of course, it's always available on demand because we know some of you have jobs and lives and families and just want to do other things instead of sitting in front of your phone uh, watching live streaming. But we do appreciate you guys that do that for this show and all of our other shows as well. Time for another break. We'll come back and uh, we'll talk about the football team and the Falcons and uh, what's going on with them, especially with some of those running backs in that game. Stay tuned for more of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam cassell to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days, like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Uh, start with the Washington football team taking on the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, we got a nice game last week from Antonio Gibson, although most of it came on one play, a 73-yard catch and run for a touchdown. Uh, still a lot of J.D. McKissick in that offense, but this is a great matchup for Antonio Gibson. Is this going to be his first true smash game of the season? I think so, because I think this is a game where Washington could be playing with a lead and they really haven't had many games like that this year, um, which is why, like, we've seen more J.D. McKissick than we wanted. I, I tweeted after that 73-yard catch, like, hey, good things can happen when you throw Antonio <laughs> Gibson the ball, hoping that it leads to more targets for him moving forward. But even if not... I mean, if this is a game where they're playing with a lead, Marcus, you're not going to see J.D. McKissick running the ball a whole lot, at least in my opinion. So I think the second half could be a lot of Antonio Gibson. And it's funny, we're talking about him not having a good game yet. And you see there, he's had over 100 yards <laughs> in two of his three games. I know. We just It just feels like it hasn't really happened. I know we're, it's, it's one of those weird things. And the other part of it is J.D. McKissick only had five touches on Sunday. It just felt like more. Maybe because every time... It's the whole thing, like when when the football team gives the ball to not Antonio Gibson, I wonder why they didn't give it to Antonio Gibson. <laughs> so you can have 30 touches. The 31st goes. I'm like, hey, music. what are you doing? You know, so <laughs> there you go. Uh, next up, we have got the Houston Texans uh, taking on your Buffalo Bills. Uh, but that leads us to Brandon Cooks. Now, I know every time we talk about Brandon Cooks on NFL Fantasy Live, uh, Adam Rank gets all bent out of shape, and he's like, I said he was good. And like Nobody said Brandon Cooks wasn't <laughs> good, but also nobody expected that he was going to be the wide receiver six 
after three weeks of the season. He has been uh, just excellent. He's had 20 points back-to-back weeks. Does he go over 20 points for the third straight week? Yeah, I think so. I mean, this guy, Marcus, leads the NFL with a 38% target share. Every week, it's like... Every player on Houston gets two targets except for Cooks. He gets double digits. <laughs> we we can lock it in. And I want to give credit where it's due. I know Rank was talking him up, but we play in a lot of leagues together, Marcus, and I feel like Brandon Cooks is on your roster in all of them. <laughs> so uh, kudos to you. Kudos to Rank. I, I thought Cooks would have been a volume guy, but I didn't have a whole lot of faith in that Texans offense, and I'm kind of kicking myself wishing that I drafted him now. I mean, I'm really I'm really struggling to figure out who the wide receiver two is on this team. I mean, I guess Anthony. I don't think it Miller? exists. <laughs> I mean, Nico Collins was someone we were excited for coming in. And Danny Amendola plays for the team. <laughs> I mean, there's just there's no one else to throw the football to. I, I think it's, uh, Brandon Cooks has 32 targets. The next close in play, closest player is Jordan Aikens with nine. Like. When they are throwing the football, you know where it is going. And somehow he still keeps getting open, still keeps making plays. If I'm a defensive coordinator, I just put like six guys on Brandon Cooks and tackle him at the line of scrimmage <laughs> and then like make the Texans beat me somewhere else. Um, We'll keep going on our game previews. We got the Baltimore Ravens at the Denver Broncos. And I I feel like this is a week you can get in on Noah Fant. Not that you couldn't before. Uh, he's very quietly having a very nice start to his season. Teddy Bridgewater is finding him a lot. In fact, Bridgewater, I know Broncos fans weren't excited when he was named the starter, but he looks very good through the first few weeks. He's spreading the football around. He's getting you know all his receivers involved. And Noah Fant uh, has been a pretty good start to the season as well. He's the tight end 11 uh, as we sit here right now. And the Ravens, surprisingly have not been very good against the tight end position. So I think this is an opportunity for Noah Fant to kind of keep rolling along the way he has. Yeah. And and the volume, like you said, is a, I mean, at the tight end position, volume is really all you can ask for. (laughs) And Noah Fant has it. So I agree with you. I think he's a top 10 tight end that you start each week. Titans at the Jets, and we mentioned at the start of the show that the Titans could be down a pair of wide receivers. A.J. Brown expected to be out. Julio Jones is uncertain for this week. And you sort of mentioned uh, what that means for Ryan Tannehill, but uh, you are you are very worried right now. Huh? Yeah, I went from Ryan, having Ryan Tannehill as a streamable option that you could start this week to I don't really want to use him now. I have him as my QB 16 right now behind Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Sam Darnold, and Joe Burrow. But I'm considering putting him behind... Like, like Daniel Jones and Taylor Heineke as well, just to kind of give you a little glimpse into the rankings. Ryan Tannehill has one game this year with more than 212 passing yards. He's running a little bit still, which we like to see, but below 15 fantasy points in two games, his high is 21, which isn't great out of your quarterback for his high through three games, especially someone like Tannehill, who had been averaging over 21 fantasy points since becoming the starter here with the with A.J. Brown out, with Julio Jones banged up, I think this is just going to be a game against the Jets where they just run Derrick Henry the whole day, rely on their defense. They got to score seven points to beat the Jets. I think that. <laughs> I kept saying during fantasy draft season, like, why does it feel like Ryan Tannehill is being undervalued? And maybe, maybe people knew something. Maybe people knew something that I didn't because uh, so far he's been just – yeah, yeah. It's, so it's unfair that he gets all these weapons and then like <laughs> four weeks into the season, they're all gone. They're now. gone now. It's like, hey, hope you enjoyed that time. <laughs> uh, that's over, at least for the, the time being. Um, Colts and Dolphins, which earlier in the season looked like it might have been sort of intriguing right now. Not so much. Uh, the Colts still looking for their first win. The Dolphins uh, dealing with a lot of injuries. I will say this, though. 
Keep the faith on Jonathan Taylor. Keep him in your lineup. I know it hasn't been what you wanted it to be. I know it hasn't been what you wanted yeah. it to be, Florio. Like, um, but last week, what encouraged me, 6.4 yards per carry. He had 64 rushing yards on 10 carries. I am shocked that right now, Naheem Hines has played more snaps than Jonathan Taylor. And I just don't think that's sustainable, especially with the Colts being at 0-3 and kind of doing it a certain way and having it not work. At some point, they've got to go back to feeding Jonathan Taylor the football. I, you know, I, I know they want Carson Wentz to be a thing, but right now it's just not working out. And so I think you, you kind of stay the course with Jonathan Taylor, and I think it's going to get better. I know that's a scary proposition for some folks, but I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think it gets better as well. He still leads the league in touches inside the five, has not converted any of them to a touchdown yet. I think the touchdowns will come. There's a difference between saying, we're worried about Jonathan Taylor living up to the top five billing or even RB one billing and like dropping him. And people immediately <laughs> go from one end of this to the other. And it's like, no, 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 be patient. Still start Jonathan Taylor. But yeah, he's a, he's more worried about him now than I was a couple weeks ago. Naheem Hines has been way more of a thing yeah. than anybody anticipated. At least it looks like we don't have to worry about Marlon Mack though. He's uh, apparently on the trade block. So there's one less, uh, opportunity for somebody to take some touches if night if uh, marlon mack isn't there anymore still three more games left on our slate for this show it will start with the giants at the saints um the giants i you talk about games that were hard to watch i watched giants falcons that was a really really hard one to watch also i can't think of a team that has been more confusing the first three weeks than the new orleans saints yeah, uh, they blow out the Packers. They get locked down by the Panthers and they handle the Patriots. I don't know what to make of them. I don't really know what to make of this game. Please, please help me out. here. <laughs> I, I think one player you could stick with, at least on the Giants side of the ball, is Saquon Barkley. And I know that might sound kind of obvious, but prior to last week, People were really concerned about Saquon Barkley and what to do with them. And now he gets a tough matchup against the Saints, who are one of the best run defenses in football. But what I like about Saquon Barkley, the snaps were there in week one and two. Last week, he had 16 carries. But but the thing that stands out, seven targets, a team high. And right now, with Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton dealing with hamstring injuries, Kenny Galladay in this weird in and out of the lineup spot, like it was Saquon and Colin Johnson that led the team in targets last week. So I think you can expect like at least five, probably even more targets for Saquon again. And given the state of the running back position right now, which is not that pretty, um, Saquon is an easy, still you got to like must start him this week. I, think. I, I do think last week gave everybody a little bit more confidence. Plus, um, I think over the course of the season, you're not going to have Daniel Jones as the Giants leading rusher. If you do, things have gone badly, even more badly for them. Uh, than losing to the Falcons on a last second field goal. Uh, Lions at the Bears. We started the show talking about Allen Robinson and our concern, especially with the Bears offense uh, being sort of a mess. But I would say that that makes me feel a little bit more confident, though, about starting David Montgomery. I think he's a guy that you have to have some more faith in. I know last week wasn't good for him. It wasn't good for anybody wearing a Bears uniform. But uh, they got to do something to take the pressure off the quarterback, whomever it may be. And uh, Matt Nagy still has not committed to who that is, who that player is going to be just yet. Uh, but whoever it is, they got to do something to back off the pass rush to just make life easier. And that might mean getting the ball to Montgomery, whether as a runner or just short throws out of the backfield. So uh, he's the guy that, that I liked coming into the season that I, I love the first few weeks of the year. And I still think there's a, an opportunity for him to have a good game against a, a pretty bad defense. 
Yeah, I, I like I still like David Montgomery. And again, with the, the running back position, like if you have David Montgomery, like who are you sitting him for? Like, right. like I think you got to continue to ride out with him. All right. Sunday night football. It is the Buccaneers at the Patriots. I don't know if you've heard, but uh, Tom Brady, who quarterbacks the Buccaneers, used to play for the Patriots. He did? Yeah, this might be this might be new news. He just he was there. He got a cup of coffee, uh, you know, got on the field every once in a while, apparently. <laughs> um <laughs> Dude, he's been great to start. The yeah, year. I because I, we already said we don't want any Patriots this week if we could get away from them. So I want to kind of use this time to be like, my bad. I, I was completely wrong for fading Tom Brady in the Bucks offense this year, Marcus. I thought it was risky because he doesn't run. He's up there in age. And there was a and I thought the pass catchers were risky because there was a lot of them. It doesn't matter. They've all been great each week outside of like one bad Mike Evans week. Tom Brady has 10 passing touchdowns through three games. He's averaging well over 300 passing yards per game. Uh, he also led them in rushing last week and scored a rushing touchdown. Like, if this guy wants to do something, he's going to do it. He had a great game against the Bucks. I'm sorry for doubting you, Goat. Start Tom Brady every week. See, I feel like my NFL quarterbacking career was doomed the moment I first had a strawberry. And if I was Tom Brady <laughs> and had never eaten a strawberry, which I still think that's crap. You grew up near Watsonville. They have a world famous strawberry festival. You're telling me that you are 44 years old. You've never had a strawberry. I'm not buying it. It's just right. such a weird thing. <laughs> it's just a weird thing, right? Like, like, like how? That's a common fruit. <laughs> right? you know, it's not like, oh, I've never had. I don't know, jackfruit like or something or like, you know, yeah. whatever, uh, yeah. uh, whatever. I'm just I'm not <laughs> buying it. All right. Let's get to some sleepers for the week. Florian and I each have a pair. Who's your first one? For me, it's Zach Moss. Yep. Zach Moss is a player that was on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues just a few days ago. And we thought Devin Singletary was finally the starter. We were making jokes, Marcus, does he no longer need three forms of ID to find the end zone. <laughs> and then Zach Moss comes out, has more snaps, has more carries, has more targets, and looks really good doing so. 13 carries for 60 yards, caught all three of his targets for 31 yards and a TD. I think it's hard to say that either one of these Bills running backs is a is a running back that you could start with confidence. But right now in a great matchup against Houston, I, I wouldn't be surprised if down the stretch, like in the fourth quarter, if we're just seeing a lot of one of these Bills running backs run out the clock. And in week two, that was Zach Moss that the Bills used for that. So I think Moss is a sleeper this week. You know, I think a big thing, and it's this play right here. You see a little dump off pass for Zach Moss. He scores a touchdown. In the past, I feel like Josh Allen would have taken that himself. So if this is what's going to happen, I think there's more for Zach Moss there. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals defense, though, as uh, my first sleeper. They've got the Jaguars, as we mentioned, on Thursday Night Football uh, on NFL Network. And the Jags offense has been a mess so far this season. Uh, Trevor Lawrence tied for the league lead in interceptions with seven. He's generally running for his life. Uh, they're not going to just suddenly get better over the next couple of days. Not to mention the fact that the Bengals made life hard on the Steelers. Yes, some of it is that Ben Roethlisberger is not the player that he once was, but some of it is just that the Bengals defense actually is something that you can't trifle with anymore. So I feel like that's a good opportunity. If, if you're streaming defenses, this is a good streaming spot here. Yeah, stream against rookie quarterback. Yep. Uh, I, I've been wrong about Trevor Lawrence to start the year as well. He's been playing pretty rough. Uh, yeah, uh, your next sleeper, who you got? I'm going with Michael Carter here, another rookie. Um, I Look, last week they, they got shut out in Denver, but... Carter did see his snaps increase. Tevin Coleman was inactive. And then he led the Jets with nine carries. Uh, Ty Johnson only had three. Michael Carter also had three targets. I don't love that Ty Johnson had 
uh, five of them, but he only caught one target for six yards. So I think Michael Carter has looked like the better pass catcher there as well. And it's, I mean, we're three weeks into the season, but it's kind of evident that the Jets aren't playing for this year. They're looking to build <laughs> long term. Ty Johnson is a journeyman. Tevin Coleman's towards the end of his career. At some point, they're going to start just letting Michael Carter set set him loose and just giving him more and more work. We're already seeing it slowly but surely. So I think Carter is a sleeper option this week. Look, over 10 touches in two straight games. If you're getting a little bit deeper for a flex option... That, that's pretty good use, usage right there. I, I do think at some point they're going to turn this thing over to Michael Carter. We thought that last year, too, when they had some young running backs and they still kept running like Frank Gore and stuff. And it just <laughs> didn't. I, I love Frank Gore, but it just didn't make sense. Uh, my other one, and I mentioned him a little bit earlier, Pat Fryermuth for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, I know this offense has turned pretty much everybody into a tight end. So if that's the case, why not use the actual tight end? Um, he's not getting a ton of targets, but when you're streaming tight ends, if you're needing help at that position, you don't necessarily expect a ton of targets, but you do expect some down near the end zone. And I think you're going to see that with Friar move. If the Steelers can move the football, which I mean, I think they should be able to. Uh, I think there's going to be some opportunities there. And I know, yes, yes, rookie tight ends. They don't usually do a whole lot. But if you're just talking about a one game proposition, there's an opportunity for Friar move to make some plays. So, um, you know, I, I think, like I said, if you're streaming tight ends or if you're just in a league where there isn't a lot on the waiver wire, Friar move is probably there for you. Uh, and I think is worth uh, a stream this week. I, I like that call. He act, actually out-targeted Eric Ebron last week. And if the preseason and early season has been any indication, is they like this guy in the red zone. So I think that usage at least could continue moving forward. That's all you really want. If, if you're streaming tight ends, you just want like a touchdown. Just a couple yeah. catches and a touchdown. And you should be okay uh, with your tight end spot. If you want more sleepers, you can check out my weekly sleepers column at NFL.com slash sleepers. Uh, I put it out. Uh, if you're really if you're really a student on top of it, it actually comes out on Tuesday night. But for the rest of you, uh, you can check it out every single Wednesday. Uh, plus, we've got more for you this week, as we always do on Sunday fantasy game day uh, where we're all like relaxed and in t-shirts and light jackets and just kind of hanging out and eating donuts and uh, I've heard rumor that there may be champagne don't Ooh. quote me on that uh, but Sunday fantasy game day uh, you can catch it as always in the NFL fantasy app the NFL app NFL.com and YouTube starting at noon Eastern uh, and you get to be a whole part of the show last year you were like answering questions but now you get to be with us the whole yeah time. now Matt Okada answers the question give him a follow if you haven't already he is great but uh, I, I get to be there Marcus Although I, I haven't had any champagne yet. Yeah, I mean, I got to do that. I just this was the first I heard of it this morning. And so now I'm going to hold people to that. Somebody's got to bring in a bottle of bubbly, uh, <laughs> which it's already a goofy show. If we're hopped up on champagne who at, knows at nine in the morning, at nine in the morning, who knows <laughs> what's going to happen at that point. All right. In the meantime, for us, that is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, if nothing sticks to Teflon, how does Teflon stick to the pan? Be safe. Take care of yourselves. Get vaccinated. Enjoy week four, and we'll see you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.